on page four of the Book of Common Prayer. If you are able, please kneel. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Venite. Father and to the Son 
sixth day begins with Psalm 30, found on page 395 of the Book of Common Prayer. We'll say the psalm in unison. I will magnify thee, O Lord, for thou hast set me up, and not made my foes to triumph over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Thou, Lord, hast brought my soul out of hell. Thou hast kept my life from them that go down to the pit. Sing praises unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks unto him for a remembrance of his holiness. For his wrath endureth but the twinkling of an eye, and in his pleasure is life. Heaviness may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity I said, I shall never be removed. Thou, Lord of thy goodness, hast made my hill so strong. Thou didst turn thy face from me, and I was troubled. Then cried I unto thee, O Lord, and got me to my Lord right humbly. What profit is there in my blood when I go down into the pit? Shall the dust give thanks unto thee? or shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned my heaviness into joy. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Therefore shall every good man sing of thy praise without ceasing. O my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 59th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. From your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch cockatrice eggs, and weave the spider's web. He that eateth of their eggs dieth, and that which is crushed breaketh out into a viper. Their webs shall not become garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. 
We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and an helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. To the islands he will repay recompense. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the rest, and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemies shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My Spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth, shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. I rendered the lesson. The on page six. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth do worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee, all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee, Cherubim and seraphim, continually to cry. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles The noble army of martyrs, praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The Father of an infinite majesty, thine honor of a true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost. Oh, uh, come.
to deliver man. Thou didst not uphold the virgin's womb. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory
peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only Thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, a knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, and all the souls of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of the adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always what is righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time of one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and us promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. The word of a Holy Communion is found beginning on page 242, the Book of Common Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God speak these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have none other gods but me. Thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, though the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, and visit the sins of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Lord, have mercy Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days shalt thou labor and do all that thou hast to do, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no manner of work, thou and thy son and thy daughter, 
thy manservant and thy maidservant, thy cattle and the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife nor his servant, nor his maid, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is his. Lord, have mercy upon us, and let all these thy laws in our hearts be the Jesus' Let us pray. O Lord, our governor, whose glory is in all the world, we commend this nation to thy merciful care that being guided by thy providence we may dwell secure in thy peace. Grant to the President of the United States and to all in authority both wisdom and strength to know and to do thy will. Fill them with the love of truth and righteousness and make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in thy fear. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. The call to Epistle and Gospel, a point for the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany, is found beginning on page 77 of the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. O Lord, we beseech thee to keep thy church and household continually in thy true religion, that those who do lean only upon the hope of thy heavenly grace may evermore be defended by thy mighty power. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. The epistle is written in the third chapter of Colossians, beginning at the twelfth verse. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, 
Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Here endeth the epistle.
gospel is written in the 13th chapter of St. Matthew, beginning at the 24th verse. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while man slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servants said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together unto the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. The Nicene Creed on page 246. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men, and for our salvation, came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us. Under Pontius Pilate, he suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and Giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets, and I believe one Catholic and Apostolic Church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. 
and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Friday is a day of fasting or material abstinence as appointed by the Book of Common Prayer for the relief of the poor, the strengthening of a resolve against sin, and in remembrance of our Lord's passion and death. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Then Jesus sent the multitude away, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. As a 21st century Christian, I'm always fascinated by the way in which people of faith are portrayed in the movies and television shows we and our neighbors consume. There are various stock characters, like the hypocrite preacher or the cartoonishly sincere church lady, the cruel uptight moralist scold, or the uh, cool, spiritual, but not religious guy with a long hair and a satchel. What's in that satchel? No one knows. As the years progress, these characters become more and more unmoored from reality, as the pagan writers of these programs become less and less familiar with actual Christians, rather than the fairy tale villains they invent to feel superior. It's a tough game, but the most pathetic part of the whole ordeal is that these writers set up big dramatic confrontations between the inevitably godless heroes and the invented people of faith they encounter in order to make the writer and his predominantly godless audience feel better about their conformity to dull, uninspiring damnation. Usually, there is some dramatic speech by the hero who angrily channels what the show or movie's writer wishes he could have said to the youth pastor his parents made him sit and listen to when he was 14. All of this going on while Music builds up in the background and the camera slowly gets closer and closer to the attractive actor's face before finally cutting away to the always less attractive fake Christian, rendered speechless by the hero's half-baked intro-to-philosophy level monologue. The entire spectacle is actually quite embarrassing when we see past the lies and deceptions of a product designed to deceive us. One of the lines these heroes always seem to deploy is something like, why doesn't your God do something? Which is always met with what? Silence. 
Why doesn't your God do something? The movie Christian has no answer. And his silence serves as the ultimate sign that our culture's idolatry of the self should continue without even a momentary interruption. After all, if God is powerless, why bother worshiping him? Or, more importantly, why bother obeying him? Which is really what this is all about. So the question for us Christians today is, how would we answer that question if it were posed to us? Why doesn't our God do something about the rolling tides of evil cascading through our newspapers and notifications? More specifically, if God is building his church in the world, why are there so many evil people within her? And if we really aim for the heart, why is there so much evil in you and me? Today's parable of the wheat and the tares, or the wheat and the weeds, is part of our Lord's answer to these questions. His first salvo was a few verses earlier, the parable of the sower, in which Christ reveals that three out of the four types of people who hear the word of God are in fact dead and unfruitful casualties of either the evil one, persecution, or the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of their possessions. Putting this sobering revelation aside for another day, we now learn that evil is not hundreds of miles away from us. It isn't trapped in some foreign territory where we no longer have to think about it. No. Human souls devoted to evil, identified by our Lord as the sons of the evil one, are standing next to us at Kroger while we pick up milk, saluting the flag with us as the parade passes by, eating dinner with us at the local diner. Far from the childish nonsense, which encourages Americans to treat their faith as a hobby or a lifestyle, our Creator lays out an all-encompassing vision of natural and supernatural reality, which places every person we love and hate into two distinct groups, over which our feelings or emotions or sense of right and wrong carry absolutely no weight. The only thing that matters is who is our father? Who are we the sons and daughters of? Remember, in the parable, when the servants asked their Lord why there was all these weeds in the field, what did the Lord reply? He said, an enemy did this. An enemy did this. With those four words, we get an incredibly important piece of information. God does not do the evil we see in the world. It is not to be missed how truly unique it is for a God not to be responsible for at least some of the evil in the world. We might remember the Greek or Norse gods who murdered and raped their way through the imaginations of the poor deluded men who followed them. But we really need go no further than the 
political or economic systems modern people worship to see that it is simply assumed that even the best, most modern, up-to-date gods will still have to cause a little evil to make the world a better place. Sometimes a lot of evil, right? All of the false religions of the world, theistic and atheistic alike, are merely amplifications of our basest desires, hewn and fueled and fanned by the demonic prince whose earthly rule the Prince of Peace came to overthrow. It is only the living God who stands apart from the compromised humans and demons who have convinced people to worship them by appealing to their worst impulses. Those four words, an enemy did this, or a defense of God's honor and blamelessness in the same way as the words we hear in Genesis 1. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Not kind of good, not a little good, very good. Thus, it is not God who is to blame for the corruption of his good creation. And so screaming out, why doesn't God do something, is nonsense, because God is not the author of evil. We are. Have to remember that, always. God is not responsible in any real way for cleaning up the terrible mess we have made through our own mad participation in sin and death. At any event, when someone asks that question, he isn't actually looking for justice in any meaningful sense. He's like a runaway teenager cursing his parents for not buying him a birthday present. Or the question is instead deployed as some kind of ironclad means of disproving God's existence. It fails in the same way that someone standing in my neighbor's unmowed yard while screaming, why doesn't Father Richard mow this lawn? Doesn't disprove or prove my existence at all. In short, when humanity joins with Satan and attempts to rebelliously rule the earth by our own code, we cannot then demand God to save us in the way we would like to be saved. We cannot demand that God surrender to us while we demand his help. But that is not our full answer to the question, why doesn't God do something? Of course, God doesn't have to do anything for us. But this reality did not stop him from breaking into history to defeat sin and death forever. Far from doing nothing, God the Son strapped on the dirty robes of his fallen creatures and lived a life of loving obedience to the Father, which led him to the cross. It is this Son of Man who embodied what it means to be one of the sons of the kingdom. And it is in his footsteps that all the adopted sons and daughters of God must follow, exhibiting the patience of a people who know that they must first serve if they ever want to rule. We who lived after Calvary and Easter, 
out of the cross and the empty tomb, already know that God has acted against the darkness and evil which plagues the world. Our patience and trust in his methods and timetable are simply the right and proper reaction to the victory which now either animates our lives or rebukes the worldly existence, slowly suffocating Satan's many acolytes. And that is the fate of the sons of the devil. As Jesus states, the harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We are again reminded that no one talks more about hell than Jesus. Which makes perfect sense given that his entire earthly mission was a manifestation of the Trinity's undeserved love for the world. Jesus knew he would be taking upon himself the righteous and just wrath the sons of the kingdom would have suffered in hell, what we would have suffered in hell. And so he is the man who best understands this space of eternal justice. And it is he who has been given the authority to send his heavenly host to purge the world of its unrepentant and unrighteous creatures. We cannot begin to understand the unsearchable riches of God's love for us if we don't understand the limitless depths of his righteous and cleansing fury, a wrath reserved for those who cause sin and break his laws. All those who are not the adopted sons and daughters of the kingdom, prayerfully living in the perfect freedom only known in the service to our Savior. Jesus tells us that the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. The children of God will reflect their Creator's glory in a world without evil. You cannot get a world without evil without cleansing it of evil. And blessedly, it is beginning even now. We sons and daughters of the kingdom, in our loving obedience to our Heavenly Father, will stand out from the darkened souls just biding their time into oblivion. We will bear fruit, even as the weeds growing alongside us seek to choke our witness. We will bear fruit because Christ has planted us in the world and his work is always good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, even so do unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. Please join me in hymn 279.
We continue on page 250. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here on earth. Almighty and ever living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplication and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our alms and oblations, and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseechingly to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord, and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word, and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also so to direct and dispose the hearts of all Christian rulers, that they may truly and impartially administer justice, to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and pastors, that they may both, by their life and doctrine, set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people, give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with me caught in due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, especially those for whom our prayers are desired. And we also bless thy holy name, for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. The exhortation is found on page 255 of the Book of Common Prayer. Dearly beloved in the Lord, ye that mind to come to the holy communion of the body and blood of our Savior Christ, must consider how St. Paul exhorteth all persons diligently to prove and examine themselves before they presume to eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Whereas the benefit is great, if with a true penitent heart and lively faith we receive that holy sacrament. For then we spiritually eat the flesh of Christ and drink his blood. Then we dwell in Christ and Christ in us. We are one with Christ and Christ with us. So is the danger great if we receive the same unworldly. For then we are guilty of the body and blood of Christ our Savior. We eat and drink our own condemnation, not considering the Lord's body. We kindle God's wrath against us. We provoke him to plague us with diverse diseases and sundry kinds of death. Judge therefore yourselves, brethren, that ye be not judged by the Lord. Repent you truly for your sins past. Have a lively and steadfast faith in Christ our Savior. Amend your lives, and be in perfect charity with all men. So shall ye be meet partakers of those holy mysteries. And above all things, ye must give most humble and hearty thanks to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, for the redemption of the world by the death and passion of our Savior Christ, both God and man, who did humble himself even to the death upon the cross for us miserable sinners, who lay in darkness and the shadow of death, 
that he might make us the children of God and exalt us to everlasting life. And to the end that we should always remember the exceeding great love of our Master and only Savior, Jesus Christ, thus dying for us, and the admirable benefits which by his precious bloodshedding he hath obtained for us. He hath instituted and ordained holy mysteries as pledges of his love, and for a continual remembrance of his death to our great and endless comfort. To him, therefore, with the Father and the Holy Ghost, let us give, as we are most bounded, continual thanks, submitting ourselves wholly to his holy will and pleasure, and studying to serve him in true holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. Ye who do truly and earnestly repent of your sins, and are love and charity with your neighbors, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, Draw near with faith, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent, and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us, the burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life, to the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ has to all who truly turn to him. Come unto me, O ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, for the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Here also in St. Paul said, This is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Here also in St. John said, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, 
We laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made them, <coughs> by his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and in institute, and in his holy gospel, command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. Who in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me.
Continue with the Lord's Prayer on page 264. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Heavenly Father, we thy humble servants entirely desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, 
to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that all we who are partakers of this holy communion <coughs> may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits but pardoning our offenses. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Glory be to God our Lord, and on earth peace, God will towards man. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee, we glorify Thee, we give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory. O Lord God, Join me in hymn 623. 